0: Tim and Sissy fans, lend me your ears. On today's episode, Sharif and I are going to delve into the latest what if episode, what if Thor were an only child?
1: It's Not the worst thing.
0: Not the worst thing. Not the worst thing. And we are very qualified to talk on this subject because we both happen to be only children ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Our parents got it right the first time.
0: First time. Perfection. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. All right, Sharif, my friend and fellow only child, thank you for coming back for another episode. A of pleasure. Lend me your ears. I don't even
1: feel like I have a choice at this point.
0: It, you just have to be here. I'm
1: compelled. You
0: have nothing else going on. What? What's the problem, right? Mm. Sippy, sip coffee. Shout out
1: to my wife and three children.
0: Hi, Carla. Okay, ready? Are you yeah. ready to get into this?
1: I am. I, it was a good episode. Uh, it was. Um, it was an upper. It, we had uh-huh, two downers uh-huh. right in a row. Uh-huh. Uh, big downers. And this one was more fun.
0: Well, I don't feel like the zombie episode was a downer. I felt like that was really fun. I mm. mean, it's a downer. Yes, it's a downer because everyone's a zombie. Yeah. But it was really fun.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was fun. I, they're all fun.
0: And then the episode six. Yeah, episode six was a little bit of a downer with the Killmonger and the Tony Stark. How many times are they, are they going to keep killing Tony Stark on us? Because...
1: As many as they can. Yeah. I, mean, so <laughs> I was about finally... to say,
0: I can't take it anymore. But apparently you're like, more, more. Yeah. Okay, so I took notes to talk about this. But the first thing I want to say is that I was a little bit offended, Sharif. I don't know how you took it. But Mm. on the... Whoa, was that your phone? That was my phone, (laughs) yeah. Excuse you. Okay, so in the title, it said, What if Thor were an only child? I'm like, sweet! Awesome! We like that. I'm an only child. And then in the description, it's like, What if Thor had never learned to be heroic? And I was like... Hold up.
1: What is this equation? Wait that a second. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, what I'm hearing is only child equals, like, not being a good person? What is this? So that's the first thing I want to chat about. Did you feel like they portrayed him in a more negative way?
1: They did. As him being
0: an only child. They absolutely okay. did. But I think
1: the point was that Loki was integral to mm-hmm. Thor's hero turn mm-hmm. from space. <laughs> spoiled child he was spoiled anyway that's i mean let's make it clear yes he was this bro that liked to party and beat people up uh and it wasn't until his father cast him out and took away his powers that he sort of began getting back or, or getting onto the right track um and loki was integral to that and i think that's what they were saying without loki maybe he doesn't go and disappoint his father by trying to start a war with the frost giants or whatever
0: well i didn't I feel like Thor's personality was different in this episode. I felt like he has the same personality, that maybe he just doesn't have the same sense of responsibility.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: I don't know how much Loki being in his life actually sh- shaped his personality.
1: And Loki so, being his brother, because Loki was still in his life, apparently.
0: Loki was still in his life. This was my other question that they didn't really answer was Loki now also an only child or like were those his frost giant like literal brothers that were with him I don't think
1: it matters either way You don't I think, think it matters. Was, yeah. Well I was just
0: thinking like you know Loki obviously having grown up a frost giant his life see his personality was vastly different like sure. not only did he have different values and aspirations like he was a different person than yeah, a frost giant Yeah, his
1: pro- life is probably a little bit easier because he's not always trying to live up to Thor,
0: right? So oh. that's what I was—I guess what I was saying, like, was if if being an only child for Thor ended up being a detriment, was being an only child for Loki a positive?
1: It seemed if that way. Was he was still he was still jocular and trickster and like oh I got to get out of here before there's too much. But at the end he was he was helping.
0: I would like to say also just another little note. I don't know how into like the enneagram you are. I know we've discussed it. Like. Yeah. It's like a personality kind of profile. Numbers one through nine. I'm a two. Thor. You are? I think. I thought you were, I thought you said you were an eight.
1: Maybe I'm an eight? I don't remember.
0: Okay. I am a seven and so is Thor. Thor is a seven. If ever there was a seven, he's a seven because they are like, life of the party. Like, and he really, really like dove into his sevenness in this episode. And I thought it was funny that the episode was episode seven also.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: Prop. Absolutely a coincidence.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: But I just thought that was interesting. Here's the other thing I thought was a little bit interesting. I don't want to dig on people who only have one child. Obviously, our parents also only have one child, but I we was like, Wow, like, things well, for frigga are a lot easier too. Like, and so like when Odin took the Odin sleep before, she wasn't off having wine with her sisters. Yeah. Her life was a whole lot higher. like just the more kids you have, the more Possibility there are that one of them's gonna be difficult, right? Yeah. So she she didn't have that difficult Loki to deal with. Yeah, and it looks like Thor maybe even though he was spoiled, wasn't spoiled to the point of being.
1: He still feared his a mother. Problem. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, because he was like, my mother is coming. <laughs> that was yeah, really, you guys
1: really don't, really don't understand.
0: <laughs> really cute. I. I loved the whole aspect. Like, it felt a lot. At the end, anyway, I was like, oh, they should have called this Thor's day off. Like, it felt like Ferris Bueller's day off at the sure. end. I was like scrambling to, yeah, to get, get everything, everything right. yeah. to to have the ruse be, you know, hold up to his parents and all that kind of thing. But, yeah, I feel like parenting more than one child is definitely a different dynamic than parenting just one. I don't want to say it's easier parenting one child because it's not. Parenting, in general, all ha- they all have their own, but...
1: Yeah, different challenges. Parenting an only child just means that you have to be their constant source of entertainment. Because mm. uh, I was, I was very good at playing by myself. Mm-hmm. But there were times when I really needed my mother to entertain me or or help me you know play play catch with me. So you know you need you need somebody. Sure, there, um,
0: I, I would agree that I was probably also pretty good at playing by myself. We were just discussing how I used to set up the video camera and connect it to the TV so I could like watch myself on the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was my playmate. I'm like, look at me. All right, and then so that this brings me to my next question is, does having siblings make you a better person? Do you think you and I would be different, and how different do you think we would be?
1: We would definitely be different,
0: right? Uh, But I think it's because
1: our personalities become more muted. I okay. I felt like I grew up. My father was in the U.S. My mother was in Egypt. I was in Egypt with my mother and my grandmother, so I, I did not have my father's constant eyes on me. I had my mother and my grandmother's, but I was it was I was very much loved, and I always was sort of felt it. So it was I don't know. My personality was allowed to blossom. I could could grow and fill the room, which which it did. Uh, I feel like if I had had another sibling, and I did not have that. Constant audience. Hmm. Maybe I become a little bit more muted. Maybe I become a little bit more responsible because I've got this younger sibling that I've got to take care of.
0: So you do feel like that that Thor effect would be true for you. If you had a sibling, maybe you would have had a little bit of a stronger responsibility. Yeah, less
1: woo and more like, hey now.
0: I feel like if I had had a sibling growing up, I, I feel like one of the main issues in my life personally being an only child is I feel like I am extraordinarily selfish. Like more so than other people that I know that have siblings. And it's not even like, oh I am selfish, I am only going to, it's not even like a conscious effort that I make. It's like I literally don't even think about other people. <laughs> it's not for me
1: to think about
0: other people and their needs. So you can imagine how this played into my role as you know, when I got married and became a wife, and when I became a mother and had children, like, especially with my husband, like, it would be dinner time and I would get my plate and I'd like start fixing my things, like, well, where, 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 where's my plate? And I'm like, get your own. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to get into a discussion as to whether or not that's, like, my role or whatever, but, like, if it didn't even occur to me. Like, maybe some other women that, when they became wives, it was, like, natural to them to, like, take care of their husband or or think about them, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you exist, and you have needs, too.
1: <laughs> See, I, I think I went the opposite way. My My really? mother beat the selfishness out of me pretty early. Okay. Um, in terms of sharing and in terms of, but, but I also had this this profound need almost clinical need for other people. Okay. So getting married, I was like, oh, good. I was already making dinner for four. Now I just have one other person who's going to eat it with me. It never being solo or just doing things with myself, for myself, was not was never my MO.
0: Okay. I Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, only children aren't all cookie cutter. And it's interesting how you say that... We, maybe our personalities would have been a little bit more muted. I know other only children that are not over the top like we are. And here's something that's really weird. I don't know if this is true in your life, but Zach and I, as a couple, have naturally gravitated towards other couples that one of them is an only child. Mm. Most of our good friends in our inner circle, one of them is an only child. You and Carla being one, shout out to Tyson and Lori, Jonathan and Jen. Alex and Mandy, Jason and Courtney. like huh. So many of the couples in our lives also have an only child. What's strange is that all of those only children are are boys. I don't I don't know. Maybe there's less only children that are girls. I mean, my theory there would be that like you have a baby girl and you're like, this is amazing. I want another one. If you have a baby boy, you're like, oh, this is so hard. The no worst. more." <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love the X-Man,
1: but uh, he drives me up the wall. Mm. I have a a similar thing, but Uh not the same thing. Uh, Growing up, all of my friends were the oldest child. Okay. Until, like, I was in maybe eighth or ninth grade, I did not have a close friend who was not the oldest child.
0: Well, because when they talk about birth order, an only child and the eldest child are the most similar. Like... And what is frustrating to me is a lot of times when you see these articles on birth order and personalities with birth order and all that kind of stuff, they oftentimes leave out only children. Sure, and they I'm love like, them,
1: which, which is not <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm a person. Too. Yeah, there, there's a lot of overlap in that only child, oldest child Venn yeah. diagram, but it is not. It is not a full yeah, circle. Yeah, it
0: doesn't align <clears throat> perfectly, but but of all the birth orders it does align most with the eldest child. I find that like a lot of times eldest, that's interesting you say that, a lot of times eldest children get along well and have friends that are youngest children because, you know, kind of opposites attract kind sure, of thing. Sure. Zach is a youngest child. Mm-hmm. I married a youngest child.
1: I married a middle child.
0: However, he is... Almost an only child because his siblings are nine and seven years older than him. Mm. And I think that they say that if there's a seven-year age gap, your personality is, is almost that of an only child. Sure. Because a lot of your formative years, you were alone.
1: Welcome to the uh, Let Me Your ear Psychology uh, podcast. We
0: started talking about Thor, but this is fun. I love I love that we're delving into other things. I, th- I think it's we're interesting, guys. Were very interesting. Okay, very smart. Let me uh, look at some of the other things I wrote down here. It was, and I did pick up on some of Thor's selfishness in this particular episode. And maybe that's just me identifying with him because I feel like vanity and selfishness are are some of my personal problems. But when he was all with all those scrolls, and he's like, "You do me, and you do me, 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 everybody, me," and then he's like, "Well, you really get me," and like just. Everything was about him, and the world revolved around him. And who cares that we're destroying a planet? I'm having fun. Sure,
1: and the thing is, the, the goal wasn't to destroy the planet. The, the destroying the planet no. was hapstance
0: But didn't you feel like that was where they were going with it? Like when Colson was like, "The party is is, and they've got it on like the map, and how it's spreading." He was probably like concerned
1: a virus. about like the, the party economy. Was a virus. Yeah, does everybody stop working and is partying? Uh, the it just it's not going to work that way long term. Uh, Colson is a little bit—he's um, a rule guy. He's yeah, an sure. oldest child with a lot of siblings. Oh, you think? And so. <laughs> he had to be—he had to be a parent at a young age. Um, so,
0: but what you were saying was it wasn't Thor's intention.
1: Yeah, I think—I think Thor was oblivious. Yeah. To the consequences of his party, but he's looking around like everybody's having fun. What's what is the issue here outside of the fact that I don't have to spay my mother, so mom can't find out. But outside of mom. What's the problem? There yeah, there's this is a victimless crime. <laughs> uh, and
0: again, he even said like I was I watched it again this morning. He was like, "I love it here and everyone loves me." Yeah, like yeah. it's just <laughs> I'm getting so the much joy and this is great." Yeah. yeah. Was, and to your point again, like with me not even like realizing when I'm being selfish. Like it's just not being a part of my nature. It's like he wasn't even realizing that what he was doing was perhaps impacting other people
1: negatively. negatively. Yeah. I, I think you actually hit upon a, a very interesting point about Thor's only childless when he says, You you get me. A lot of times we, as only children, feel like nobody really gets us. Mm. Like I, I am fortunate that I have very close cousins uh, with whom I have I have very tight relationships and I feel like they get me. When we moved to the US and I didn't have them. I'm like, okay. I have no siblings. I've got no close friends. Even even when I did have close friends, I'm like, I don't. I think they think I'm weird, and they and they like me anyway, which is which is really nice. But they don't they don't get me. Yeah. And I needed that brother or sister who knows me with or without context because they've known me forever. Then I would have felt, but I didn't. I didn't have that, and that made it more difficult. So I think Thor is going like, oh my goodness, These people I found people. Me. Yeah. And they they didn't. They they don't. Thor's a complex and complicated yeah. figure. Yeah,
0: he's a bit a bit much for the people of Earth to really the people of Midgard to really yeah. grasp. Midgard. But I did find myself in my formative years gravitating also towards only children. Two of my best friends in high school were, were also only children. Shout out to Becky and Amanda. So yeah, it's just kind of funny and it wasn't like, "Oh, you're an only child too, let's be besties." It was like, a former relationship, "Oh, you're an only child too." Like, and it's just
1: as it happens. Gra-
0: gravitationally pulled to them because we were similar in that aspect. Okay, here's another interesting thing I have written down. Okay, it made me think, what other Avengers or main characters in the MCU do we know of for sure are also only children? And how did that impact their personalities, the way that they operate? Okay. okay. So I wrote down for certain Peter Quill. As an only child.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: He was abducted at a young age. I think people say like, oh, he only has like a third grade education, which is... So that could impact how he behaves also. He, is he that. from the he's... school of
1: Yandu about yeah. r- child murdering.
0: And almost like this this Peter Pan aspect to him, just that like he never grew up. Yeah, Like that I, happened to him when he was like That's what we love about him. Oh, yeah. His his
1: immaturity is a big part of his charm.
0: And what could maybe say that, like, the Ravagers became, like, honorary family, like, brothers to him. But still, in those young years, he he did not have a sibling with him. And it's
1: not the same. And we could see that because how quickly he, like, oh, my goodness, my dad, ego, holy cow. And he just latched on. But, uh, yeah. Right.
0: He was always looking for a father. And then the family that he formed in the Guardians of the Galaxy was so very important to him, too. I, it would be interesting to know how you feel about this. I am not one, and I know only children that are like, I loved being an only child. Like, I was always sad that I didn't have same, siblings.
1: Same. Still am.
0: Still am, right? Yeah. I know. Every year when, like, sibling day rolls around and everyone's just on Facebook, all like, I love my siblings and I wouldn't be the same without them. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have that it's more
1: practical for me. Like, my parents are becoming of an age where they're going to begin needing care that I'm the only one that's gonna provide it. I like I I want support. I want somebody to be like, mom's being a huge pain. Mom's never a pain, my mother's the best. Mom's <laughs> being a huge pain, you take her for two weeks. <laughs> I've got nobody like that. So it's gonna be. Yeah, Tell being... me
0: about it, Sharif. My parents already live with me. Yeah. <laughs> and not to the extent like this was our choice. Zach and I and my parents decided this together, that we wanted to do life together. in are farm. It is going quite well. But there is no one else. Like, what if I didn't get along with my parents? Yeah. That, there would be no other options. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and, and they are healthy and they are wonderful, but there is going to come a time. Yes. When, when that is not going to be the case. And that's all going to fall on me. It is a little bit scary. How did we get there? <laughs> How did we get there? So... Peter Quill! Peter Quill is an only child. Do you feel like there's any classic only children other than the things we talked about? Like, I don't know that he, is he selfish? Is he...
1: He, he is more orphan than only child. Okay. Because his mother died, he didn't know his father, he was adopted by these pirates and he had to, in, in a sense, grow up fast, but when you get kidnapped by pirates, you don't grow up like a normal person. You grow up like a right. pirate, and so he's—he's he's so got he's, all those immaturities and all that. He's—he's a, he's a rogue. Yeah. Um, but uh, so all the
0: things that make Peter Quill Peter Quill are not necessarily because of his only childness. I think it,
1: it doesn't doesn't help, but yeah, Maybe I more think
0: more so because of
1: even if he had younger siblings, yeah, uh, or older or siblings older. for that matter, he's he was still abducted by pirates. A better classic uh, only child example, which I'm sure is on your list, the Iron Man.
0: Yep. That was the next person on my list. Yeah. Tony Stark. And
1: he's he's the prototypical, like, if if you want to look at somebody who's got all the negative qualities and all the positive qualities in an child, Tony Stark is the one.
0: Okay. I we're gonna let's delve more into him a little bit later because okay. we have something else fun that we're doing oh, okay. later. Okay. I wrote down a few other names that I I don't remember in the MCU them saying that these people had siblings, but I think in the comics they might. So Steve Rogers, I don't feel like we ever see a sibling of his in the MCU version of him. I don't think there is one.
1: I think he's an only child. But
0: in the comics, I felt like, I I was looking all this up earlier, that perhaps there was, and you know, it's like in the comics, it's like they have all these different storylines, and sometimes they change, and it's like what is is really canon, canon? I don't know. So, if he's an only child, though, he sure does not behave like one. I would say that he behaves like your your typical eldest sure. child.
1: Sure. But again, now, Steve's thing is that he was always getting bullied and picked on. So, imagine if somebody who's got strict parents who are really all about honesty and integrity, and they, they raise their child in that way, but he is physically weak. Yeah. Um, and so, he, he's got all these ideals that he hopes to try to fulfill but he feels like he can't all of a sudden he can Yeah, steve rogers is a unique character just because of how he strives to do the right thing even when it's difficult uh he's not that more more traditionally currently right our heroes are more like are you anti-heroes yeah you rarely get somebody like steve rogers uh, steve rogers who was created now probably wouldn't survive like wouldn't wouldn't get off the ground. People wouldn't like him.
0: Yeah, he has these two. Yeah, goody good. What's the word? Like square. altruistic or okay, square. So yeah, he just feels to me like if he were anything, I could see him having like a baby sister or someone he had to defend, right? I don't see him having an older sibling. Hope Pym is definitely an only child. We don't, we see her and her parents. There are no other siblings there. She also doesn't feel like a typical only child to me other than like, I feel like a lot of times your only child will be your overachiever because they really Appreciate and enjoy, you know, all the attention that they're getting and the feedback from parents. They also tend to get along well with adults. Definitely. Like she's very mature, and she obviously has a high up position in Pym Tech. I don't know. Do you also, have anything else to say about how Pym and her only childness?
1: Uh, I really like uh, the Wasp character. I think she's she's a fun superhero. Um, but yeah, I think you you. She's again. She's old. She's responsible. She's old she's
0: mature old soul maybe i don't know She's and she had to grow up fast because when did she lose her mom right
1: yeah relatively young um
0: so again there's more to her character than just the only childness like most of these characters have extraordinary upbringings outside of just being only children i wrote down Peter Parker, because in the MCU I don't see any siblings there, yeah. but I did look that in the comics. It said that there were there was a run of comics that he had a sister. Okay, I think her name was that. Teresa or something. I don't know. I just looked it up earlier. I might be confusing Teresa it with another Parker. sibling. TP. But no, in the MCU and in any in any portrayal of Spider Man I've ever seen in the movies, he's an only child.
1: Yep, with his Aunt May, who every every movie seems to get a little bit younger.
0: And again, yeah, right. And again. It seems as though the main defining aspect of his life would be that he is an orphan also. Similarly to Peter Quill. So, so far Tony Stark is really our only child, fits in a box, fits in that box perfectly. And the only other person I wrote down, I don't know if you can think of anybody else, is Monica Rambeau, who we met recently in... Well, not recently, we met her in Captain Marvel as a child... But now also is going to be in the Marvels. Was in WandaVision. Love her. I don't know that we know enough about her character yet to really get a feel for whether or not she fits nicely in that only child, stereotypical box.
1: Doesn't seem like it. Uh, I think you need. I, I would say Peter Quill is also. He's he's closer. Um, I don't know.
0: To being the only ch- in being yeah. in the only child box. We
1: almost might want to play more in the mm-hmm. super villains box yeah. about we might be able to find more only children there.
0: I didn't even think to look at the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, this gets back to the main point of the whole episode is can you be heroic and be an only child? Are you saying that an only child would maybe Veer Mord's Tor being villainous? A
1: stereotypical only child. Okay. Yeah, because then then there, that that selfishness that Melanie has in spades <laughs> apparently would... Uh...
0: Makes me evil.
1: Yeah, because you wouldn't even view it as being evil.
0: You'd be like, no. Right.
1: I want this, I, want this. I can't worst. have this, yeah.
0: <laughs> Everything in the world My is mom would want me to have this. around me. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: and that's one thing I was going to ask you about Tony Stark, is that you really tend to feel like he is a little bit villainous.
1: He's very villainous. And not even a little bit.
0: unintentionally villainous, right? Like we said that it's not that he wanted to destroy the world when he created Ultron. Correct. Like He just wasn't really thinking things through.
1: Yeah, but but then afterwards we have Ultron, and he's like, yeah, that was a bad, bad decision. Nobody should do it. If I can't do it, nobody can. Shut it down.
0: Which Shut it very down. only child. Yeah, exactly. I can't do it. No one should be allowed to do it. I am not sharing. Okay, so I think I to- touched on most of the things that I wanted to touch on personally about Thor and his only childness and other aspects of being an only child in the MCU. I do find that, for the most part... It's pretty common for characters in our media and entertainment to be only children because if the, the brother or the sister is not necessary for the storyline, it's just excess stuff. Sure. You don't want to delve into all these other people that are, you know, real people's lives are complex. They do have families. and, and But when you're focusing on, I mean, I was thinking about Seinfeld specifically, like None of them have siblings. I think early on in the series, Jerry mentions a sister, but then you never hear her spoken of hmm. ever again. And it's know just that, yeah. like all those four characters, they're all only children, really, really. Like that's just not when you're talking about statistics and probability. It's it's not
1: Maybe though if you're from the big city, more only sure, children.
0: Sure, sure there's more only children maybe in an urban setting. I think that is statistically true that you're people sure? in Higher, denser, populous areas tend to have less children.
1: Sure, and and then also if you are not Catholic or from a maybe Eastern European, Middle Eastern tradition where multiple siblings are expected, mm. I don't know. The yeah. I mean, the, what is it? the average U.S. family has two and a half kids?
0: And people nowadays, yes, I think you're that half that half kid that's Seems
1: to be the half kid. <laughs> but but uh, th- th- those stats are skewed by the sure. very large families we have because. Ultimately, now we know that the U.S. population, if weren't for immigrants, is actually dwindling. Mm. So I don't even know if we have two and a half kids anymore.
0: So I mean, I think <sighs> nowadays a lot of people are waiting till they're older to have children. So there's just less time,
1: sure, that's, on yeah, that, that that's biological
0: true. clock to have multiple children. I know personally, being an only child, I don't know if you feel the same way. When I got married and you know we started thinking about having kids, there, I was, how many kids do you want to have? I don't know exactly, but I'll tell you how many I'm not going to have.
1: Yes, that's exactly one. what I told Carl. I'm like, I don't care how many it is, as long <laughs> as the answer's not one.
0: Because my children will have siblings, yeah. and they'll know. I feel like there's just this large percentage of the population that has experienced this thing that I will never, ever, ever experience. And I cannot even begin to understand that experience of growing up with a sibling. Yeah. And I don't know, as an only child, I'm probably making way too big a deal of it. Zach's always like, who ca- who cares? <laughs> like, don't we you care? Understand? Yeah. I don't know what it's like. I just and I never will. It's not like I can go back and change it, you know? It's not like I can write in my goal book, have a sibling, yeah. you know? It's not something I have control over. So, did you have anything else you want to talk about about this particular episode? And then we're gonna talk a little bit more about what if.
1: Um, on on the There's a podcast that I listen to on on The Ringer uh, called Binge Mode, and they they did uh, all the Marvel movies. And one of their recurring jokes Mm -hmm. is that Heimdall can see everything, but never seems to. Like, he can't see everything. He just, he was not looking at Midgard for like just a while there until somebody like, Hey, do you know where Thor is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you better do something about that. Come on, Heimdall.
0: Yeah, in this particular episode, you're you're saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right? But, and then but also
1: throughout throughout the whole thing, like Loki's off hatching plots, and Heimdall's like, nope, everything's blah, fine blah, here. Blah,
0: blah, blah. Is he almost like a watcher himself? Like he does see everything, but that doesn't mean he has to do anything. He's about supposed it? to though. That's his
1: job, right?
0: He's right. like, yeah, he's he's
1: Odin's guy, and he'd be like, hey, all father, uh, care of the
0: Bifrost Just kind of take a peek the at the what uh, Loki's bridge.
1: doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't know. I mean. In this episode, Thor was like, we're going to the most backwoods place ever, Midgard. And I was like, but I've seen some of your other realms. Really, Midgard is the most... Backwoodsy place? I, I yeah, it mean, yeah, doesn't, doesn't
1: seem like it should be, but maybe that's us speaking Yonhai, as Midgardians. these
0: people live on ice, and then there was other places he went to that it looked very almost like medieval esque, and it's like I'm a little offended that you think Midgard is some sort of backwoods place. Thor keeps
1: coming back, doesn't he? <sighs> he loves
0: it here, and yes. and we love him as as he mentioned. Okay, so our other fun thing that we thought would be fun to do in this episode is. <clears throat> I never started the timer.
1: <laughs> awesome, perfect, classic, classic. I just no. went to
0: check to see how much time we have left in this in this episode. Didn't start the timer, so
1: we got a long gonna, we got we got a long just way. We're gonna
0: keep having fun with it. We decided that we were going to pitch our own idea of what we think would be a fun what if episode. Do you wanna do you wanna take the helm? I think first? you should go first. You, okay? I do have two ideas. Okay. And like I said, one of them is more fleshed out than the other. Should I start with the one that's more fleshed yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is really <clears throat> going to reflect, you guys, my my lack of knowledge in the comic book universe. So I apologize. This is going to be way out there. And if you know the comics, you're going to be like, well, that wouldn't work because blah, blah, blah. That's not how that. Just bear with me, okay? I was trying to think, what if has really done a great job of... Integrating a ton of characters from the MCU. Yeah, yeah, they really
1: have. So I was
0: trying to think, like, what character have we not seen yet at all? And it's one of my favorite characters. Now, the title of the episode is, is not about the character, but it's going to domino effect into the character okay. I'm talking about. The title of the episode is, What If Rocket Was Never Experimented On?
1: Oh, he was just a, a what, raccoon? What if he
0: was just a normal raccoon, right? So the way that this... this Dominoes onto one of my favorite characters is what then happens to Groot if he never became friends with Rocket, joined yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I thought it'd be really, really fun if Groot himself ended up. I, I loved how we saw Thanos as a good guy.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: I'm like, what if Groot, I, I could just see him as like a mafia, <laughs> like crime boss, Groot and he's got all these other like smaller trees around him and maybe they're like fighting for the environment so it's like a good cause, but they're going out and like offing these people that are like having the oil spills in the ocean, you know, like doing all this kind of thing And, and maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy actually have to go and fight group because he has become so radicalized that he's like Ultron and he's like, the only way to like save everything is to start from scratch and get rid of everybody, you know, and so they have to actually go fight him. So then I was like, what if, you know, we, we don't have Rocket Raccoon? Right. And I was like, well, what what other type of animal could they have experimented on that's not a raccoon that could be a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy? I have two options that I think would be okay. really fun. Okay. Okay, my first option is a duck-billed platypus. Oh! Because how cute and adorable would that be? Extremely cute. Number one. I mean, we all love Perry the platypus, right? I mean, well, yeah, 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 do yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm Phineas and Ferb fan. Yep. So it's just a fun animal. They already have, like, their own superpowers, really. Like, that little bill of theirs has, like, a sixth sense. They can find things under the water without their eyes or anything. They actually, like, don't really understand how it works. But they call it electrolocation. That okay. they use their bill to find food under the water. They can't smell or see down there, and yet they find things. Nonetheless, yeah. They are mammals, but they lay eggs. And they have milk glands, but no nipples. Am I allowed to say nipples? <laughs> so I got
1: nipples, Falker. Can you milk me?
0: <laughs> you can milk anything with nipples. And you can milk platypuses even though they don't have nipples. They just have, like, these ducts. And it's like the baby... Puggles? Puggles? They're called puggles. Adorable. And they, uh, I don't know exactly how they get the milk. I was very confused. Did I spit on you just now? A little
1: now bit, that's okay. my
0: puggles? Yeah, Okay. Let's check
1: what it was. And
0: the boy platypuses have a venomous spur on the back, on their back foot. No. They're like one of the only venomous mammals. So I'm like, if Rocket were actually a platypus, and then I was trying to think of like a cool, you know, Rocket Raccoon, what would be an alliterative cool name for a platypus, the, I didn't, the,
1: the, That's not Perry.
0: I didn't get there. Yeah, it can't be Perry. It's Peter? taken. Nope. Peter's no, already that's, taken. Yeah, we got Peter Quill. Paul? Kid. Paul
1: the platypus. Paulie. Paulie the platypus. platypus.
0: Here's the other thing, too, is like, he's Australian. Like, I feel like Rocket... Feels very American. Yeah, one
1: hundred percent.
0: So I feel like this Pla- Paul the platypus would be absolutely Australian and be throwing ship- shrimps on the barbie and surfing and have giant knives. And,
1: no, that's and not and a quirky. knife.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? This is a knife. This is what Paul the platypus would be like. So and he'd be able to you know defend himself with his venomous spur. And then I thought it'd be funny, like they could th- the jokes abound, you guys. Like in the eighties when Peter Quill was abducted, I don't think platypus, platypie. <laughs> Platypuses? What's, what's, what's the plural? I'm not sure. I don't think they were like in the public knowledge, at least not out here in America. Sure. I don't remember learning about platypie until I was much older. I mean, my kids now know about them, but there's Perry the platypus. Like he's in media, right? Yeah. So I feel like it'd be hilarious. Like even Peter Quill wouldn't know exactly what he is. And then all of a sudden he starts like doing these things and like, Hitting people with his venomous spur. And they're like, whoa, what was that? You know, they're like constantly surprised by the crazy things he as can they do. they die from the venom. And then maybe they're in like the collector's place. And there's Howard the Duck in a container. And he's next to like a beaver or something. And they're like, hey, are those your parents? Have ah. you, do you know
1: there's such a thing as the Animal Avengers? This
0: is like, these are the jokes, people. These these are the jokes. Is this thing on?
1: Do you know there's such <laughs> a thing as, laugh. The, as the Animal, animal Avengers?
0: Avengers is, see, it like... Is this already been done?
1: So it's 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 similar, but a Rocky raccoon is one. I think Howard the Duck is one. Okay. Uh, there's there's a dog. There is I I don't, I don't remember it all. I I've just I've heard of it referenced, yeah. but I, I'm not.
0: Well, there needs to be a platypus.
1: Yeah, sure. So the
0: only other thing I thought would be kind of funny would be also I mentioned Howard the Duck and a beaver being the platypus's parents, but like an actual beaver, I'm like if they got into a fight with Groot, an animal that literally like. Chops down trees with its teeth. Yeah, really be good. Fight Groot very well. There's some more jokes you could go like with there. They'd the be beaver. a little adult in in nature, but uh, they not go right over the kids' heads. Jump right, right over.
1: Probably, the probably.
0: So that's what I got. <laughs> that was okay. like crazy, wow, crazy. Yeah. But then I was like looking at their origin stories, and I'm like, I don't think this really fits. But the MCU they tweak things.
1: They you do tweak things. absolutely, have to be especially for what comics. if. For what if, right. yeah, we're gonna. Like why was why was Nebula on Earth for the the Thor party?
0: Right. Why yeah. was why was he buddies with the Grandmaster? Yeah. And why now, the was The Grandmaster Surtur that made there? sense.
1: That, yeah, Surtur didn't make sense. But he, I guess if Loki isn't an Asgardian, then they're not constantly getting in fights with their old enemies anymore. Mm. So that that maybe that's one. But like the Grandmaster that made perfect sense cuz there's a huge party Grandmasters like But how did they even mm, know each other?
0: If he never went to Ragnarok? Like how would they know each other?
1: I don't know. Right? Or maybe through the the collector. Uh, oh, it would have been cool
0: if the collector was also in the episode since the grandmaster and him are like brothers. Mm -hmm. I would love to see them together. The two of them together would be great. Okay, what's yours?
1: Okay. I I I took this much more seriously than Melanie did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Platypy and you you got something serious.
1: What if Mm -hmm. Marvel Mm -hmm. owned the rights to the X-Men and the other Mm -hmm. mutants for Infinity War? And what head. if instead of the Ooh. somewhat lame beeper to Cap, uh, Captain uh-huh. Marvel, it was all of a sudden like Professor Xavier's here with the X Men,
0: oh. and they're going to help fight
1: against Thanos? Because I think my mind, my my head would have exploded in the theater with excitement. Um, I thought I thought a what if that brings in because now Mar- Marvel Disney yes. now owns a Fantastic yes. Four. What if that's like an alternate ending to? Uh, the the Infinity Saga. They do a What If episode about Ultra ending to the Infinity Saga, but it involves like everybody.
0: Oh my! And goodness. Thanos is like, I
1: had no idea they had many super powered beings on this planet. I'm in trouble.
0: And I think that Disney does now also have the capability of bringing in the X Men characters. Already? Just, I thought it was
1: coming. I didn't know it was I think already they here. They do,
0: and it is coming because they do. Like everyone's like wondering when? When is this going to happen? When are they actually going to introduce yeah. their first X Men character? And I think Fantastic Four coming. I think it's all in the works. Yeah, there's a Fantastic Four but movie in, in the works. What If would be a great They're way. they casting
1: a Fantastic yeah. Four movie right now.
0: Yeah. So What If would be a great way to just play around with that a little bit. I don't know that they would use that venue because it, it's, it's small time compared to a feature correct, film. And correct. I don't know that everyone who would go see a feature film is watching What If Probably like not. we are. I, I mean, I am thoroughly enjoying it, but... That would take it to a whole nother level. Maybe what I mean, this isn't going to be the only season of What If. So maybe in subsequent seasons, could be. if they've already introduced the yeah. X-Men, they could go back there. That would be really cool. That would be fun. Who is your favorite X-Man? Other than your son, the X-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: My favorite X-Man is Xavier. Um, My favorite two, and it's hard to distinguish between them, is Beast and Gambit.
0: Ooh, I don't know who Gambit is. See, I don't know X Men that well because.
1: oh wow, you're missing out. Gambit is one of the. He's like this Cajun. Uh, he grew up a thief. Yeah. He developed his mutant powers pretty young. He's got two two major powers. One that everybody knows about. He can channel objects with kinetic energy, so they explode.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: like, uh, he'll he'll his big weapon is playing cards. Okay. Because He's a bit of a rogue again. Oh, cool. And he'll, he'll like. Light up that's Not a card to be
0: confused with actual and rogue. Throw it.
1: Yes, correct. He's <laughs> in the rogue. He's he's oh, okay. he's the guy that always goes after rogue. And then two, uh, he has the ability to gain people's trust.
0: Oh wow! I know it's
1: like a very Which minor. Which would also
0: be good with gambling if you're a card player. Yeah,
1: and and again, he's uh, he's super fun. He's always uh, charming, and and about the, the only people who don't like him is Wolverine. Like Wolverine is like not in the gambit at all.
0: Well, I could see their uh, personalities. Like, he would feel like somebody like that would be a threat to him. Sure. And his coolness. And then
1: Bishop doesn't like him because Bishop comes from a future where the X-Men were betrayed. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, the, all the X-Men are dead, but there is a legend about there being one X-Men left, and it's Old Man Lebeau. And Gambit's name is Remy Lebeau. Oh,
0: so it's like, did he destroy all the other ones or something like that?
1: Did he betray them? Ooh. There's a whole arc about it, and it's uh, Bishop comes back, and he learns about Gambit, and he tries to get Gambit, so Gambit's got to run away, but everybody thinks that he's going to be the one to betray them, and he's got to solve that mystery. Super interesting.
0: Okay. My my knowledge about the X-Men is that, I mean, I've seen the movies.
1: That's good. The Hugh Jackman movies. Yeah. Some of the X-Men movies are, are really not good. Some of them are really good. Um, X-Men First Class is so good. I love it so much.
0: I think I saw that one. Is that when they're gathering Yeah, everyone? it's young Professor Xavier where he yes, so I walks. Yes, I saw that one. And, and then at the end, you find out why Magneto and him, like, don't mesh.
1: Then, I mean, they were BFFs. Yeah. And then they, they divided and violence was done.
0: That actor who plays Magneto, young Magneto, I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say, I really like him. Yeah, a lot. what's
1: his name? I, uh,
0: I don't know. Michael's. A- yeah, oh there my go. gosh, yeah, that just Fassbender. came to me from the recesses of my brain. But I like him a lot. If they could bring him back to be Magneto, I'll be yeah. first in line yeah. at the movie theater. They, they,
1: they did a really good job with that. Yeah. And Mystique and... Uh, um, I mean,
0: I think at this point, Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McClellan are like too old.
1: Well, they're, they're gone. That's they, they, re, they redid it.
0: But I'm saying like in the MCU... Like, it wouldn't be the young people, would it? Like, what would the timeline be like? I don't know. Oh, We're yeah. going into, like, completely different places. I mean, places, Professor Xavier but... has
1: been older and in a wheelchair since, like, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, he, I mean, he did die a couple times, but he was assassinated once. And...
0: Well, that will be super interesting. If and when Disney, as Marvel Studios, be, begins to incorporate yeah. the X-Men. Uh,
1: the X-Men is... In, they're incredible. They're so much better than, than the Avengers. Um, the fact Whoa. that the, Disney has grown the Avengers into what it is, Marvel Cinematic Universe, without some of their biggest pieces. Yeah. I'm just I'm just excited to see what happens.
0: Cool. Yeah. Do you want to hear my other what if Yes, what of if course. Thing? Absolutely. Like I said, this is not fleshed out at all, so I thought maybe we could just kind of like brainstorm a just little bit. Just give me the
1: what if premise. Since
0: we cool. talked about Tony Stark before, like let's do an opposite. Like, You know, we had, what if Thor was an only child? What if Tony Stark wasn't an only child? And how would that impact him? And how would that change him? Would he have even become the person he is today if he had to compete with a sibling for the company in general, Stark Industries? If he had a brother that he was competing with that was a pain, or maybe Tony would be the one that was the pain, and his brother would have been the one like Thor. Yeah,
1: what would have happened is that Tony would have had an older sibling in that scenario. Okay. Tony has an older sibling, and now Tony's this precocious pain in the booty that nobody knows what to do with, and the older brother's like, I I can't control you. I'm going to have to cut you off. Then Mm. he cuts him off, then Tony turns into a Mm. supervillain, for Mm -hmm. real, instead of just in his...
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, if Thor, being an only child, makes him less heroic, does Tony having a sibling make him less heroic? That... It would turn him down the wrong path because of his personality and the competitive nature therein. And, yeah. and and his strained relationship he already had with his father. If there was a brother there that dad actually like doted on, and he didn't dote on Tony in the same way. Or what if it were a sister? What if it were a sister that got doted on? I think that's kind of more stereotypical, like dad, like, oh my little princess. Oh you boy. Like, yeah. Go work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just thought that would be an interesting turn. That would be a
1: really good. What if actually for
0: Tony Stark's life? So I find it interesting that I was trying to think, you know, if I wanted to focus on Groot, what would be that? Is that the Nexus event that they keep talking about in each of these that changes and causes the branch for this different what if scenario? So what would that scenario be? Just that, like, <laughs> Howard Stark and his wife, like, went on vacation and they had sure. another baby. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's an interesting Nexus event. <laughs> Maybe not a G-rated Nexus event.
1: I like the idea of, uh, of, another, <laughs> of another Stark sibling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be fun. But then, so what would your Nexus event be? Just that, like, Captain Marvel did not exist? Like, why would they have called the X-Men instead of Captain Marvel? Or would it just have been... If the X-Men
1: exist in this universe, Uh huh. they absolutely would... They would have been there from, from the jump.
0: Yeah. And they're going to have to explain why they weren't yeah. when they bring them in.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, what would my next event be? I don't know. Um, maybe they were, like, in space fighting the Shire. Um
0: I don't know what that is. Okay.
1: Professor uh, Xavier's got a girlfriend who's oh. the empress of the most powerful... Uh, Interplanetary empire, wow! And they get like even though she's the empress, there's a lot of like bureaucracy that traps her into things, and she's like, hey, listen, uh, I've got some of your X-Men, they're gonna get executed. You have to send a team, but you can't be with them because I can't know about it. Complicated.
0: His status update. It's complicated. Yeah.
1: Um, Her name is Lilandra, and she's (laughs) got. Uh, A younger sister who's constantly trying to pose her and take her position, but she can never, like, kill her. Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah, it's wild. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today on Let Me Your Ears. I think we've covered all of our bases, even right? More,
1: even more bases than I anticipated. A lot you of psychology today. If you are a psychologist or even psychology adjacent and you want to correct <laughs> some of the things that we spoke about super confidently today, please do so. Please we do. We are very open to, to hearing more about these things that we are just postulating on in, in this empty Absolutely. room.
0: Absolutely. We are not experts. This is all just our own personal feelings, and also if you're a comic book nerd and want to like yell at me yes, about my- Yes, somebody talk
1: to me about the Animal Avengers.
0: My Paul the Platypus idea.
1: Paulie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Paulie! But that sounds like he's from New Jersey or something. Yeah. Queens. We got we to gotta find a good uh, Australian name for, for our platypus If friend. you're
1: Australian and listen what's, to
0: this. What's a name that you guys have down under that would be good for our platypus friend? All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let Me Your Ears. Until next time. And I promise next time we will talk about something that's not Marvel. This is a Disney podcast, not just Marvel. <laughs> Until next time, this is Melanie and Sharif saying see you later. Bye. Bye.